Hi, welcome to the Mohua Show. My name is Mohua Chinappa and I am an author, entrepreneur and ex-housewife. This podcast is about everything from business to technology to arts to lifestyle but done and spoken imandari se. Hi, in this episode we have with us Shabnam Hashmi. Shabnam is a known Indian social activist and human rights campaigner. She's known for her tireless efforts in promoting harmony, democracy and secularism in India. Shabnam is born to a family of intellectuals and artists and she's been at the forefront of the fight against communalism and fundamentalism in India since 1989. After the Gujarat riots of 2002, she shifted her focus to grassroots work and has spent a considerable amount of time working in Gujarat, Kashmir, Bihar and the Mewat area of Haryana. Her work has earned her several awards and recognitions including the Association for Communal Harmony in India ACHA Star Award for Communal Harmony in 2005 National Minority Rights Award 2008 by the National Minority Commission Let's keep listening as we delve into the life and work of this remarkable woman who has dedicated her life to fighting for justice and equality Welcome Shabnam in today's podcast So Shabnam pehla sawal jo mere paas aata hai is a quote uh, you know of yours that I just read uh, I returned the National Minority Rights Award which has lost all its credibility in protest against the consistent attacks and killings of the members of the minority communities and total inaction apathy and tacit support to the violent gangs by the government So Shabnam ji aapne ye letter you had written to the commission what prompted you to do this Actually I returned the uh, award when there were lynchings happening across india and a large number of muslim young men were being killed in the name of uh, transporting cows or killing cows and that i felt was uh, a time when i felt absolutely helpless because i couldn't help anyone uh, you know earlier if there was a situation developing somewhere we were in a position to uh, pressurize the police or tell them or call people in the government and tell them that this is happening and they would intervene uh, for the last 8 9 years that has become impossible so i thought it was the time to return the award which was given to me and it was kind of a protest against what was happening in the country so shabnam you can tell us a little about your background and how you became involved in social activism and human rights campaigning what was that point in your life when you decided to take on the role of becoming an activist and such a strong voice actually it was more of a coincidence i should say i was studying abroad and i had come to india on vacation this was 1982 and a friend asked me to help uh, teaching a few girls in nizamuddin basti in delhi and i was free for two months so i started working there but what happened that one that those two months flew by very quickly and more than that my first student was a 16 year old girl uh, her name is farida this was 40 years ago and she was married off at the age of 12 and at 14 she got divorced with two children i met her when she was 16 years she had never been to school she was wearing a burqa from the age of 9 and after teaching her and some other girls in that basti uh, i realized that you know this was the first time that they were thinking of uh, a new kind of life 
and they also said farida said you know i have never seen uh, anything good in my life this is the first time when i'm feeling happy and what will happen to us when you go away so i you know in that age you are more emotional and i'm i'm glad i was because i stayed back and then i ended up working in that basti for 8 years and i ended up also educating more than 400 girls and women today farida runs an ngo she has an ngo and she teaches school dropouts so that was the beginning of my uh, activism and uh, after that i mean i was actually working in that basti till 1989 when my brother safdar hashmi was killed murdered and then uh, in his memory sehmat was formed safdar hashmi memorial trust so i worked with that for 15 years i was running that along with a group of artists and intellectuals and then 2002 happened and i spent one year in gujarat working in relief camps documenting the uh, stories of the gang rape survivors and so on so kind of hatred that i saw in gujarat during that time i felt very strongly that i just couldn't be sitting in the city working with artists and intellectuals so then after working for one year in gujarat i formed anhad which is act now for harmony and democracy that i have been running for now 20 years it works on questions of secularism democracy fighting hatred especially uh, among the young people uh, it's really interesting actually shabnam ki main aapse aaj baat kar rahi hu it's almost surreal for me because i was one of the people who was part of the entire protest after sadar hashmi's death in delhi and i remember he used to be a very regular in the jnu campus and i stayed very close uh, to the campus in delhi and we were all part of this entire voice that was uh, being raised you know about uh, civic situations in delhi and uh, you know street theater that he had taken up so ye podcast mere liye bahut special hai shabnam to thoda sa if you can tell our listeners about safdar hashmi and his influence on your activism actually safdar mujhse sirf 2.5 saal bada tha we were like you know i am the youngest in the family shuru mein to main bahar chali gayi school ke baad foran hi and you know the age when you are more politically active Uh, by the time i came back i got involved in the basti and uh, frankly safda and my other brother suhail they thought i was wasting my time because un dino mein jo they were both by then uh, part of the uh, left movement or party ke andar hote the wo cpm ke to un dino mein bahut thoda sa bada strong wo hota tha ki aap सीधा पॉलिटिकल काम नहीं कर रहे तो अपना टाइम बर्बाद कर रहे तो सफदर और सुहेल मुझे कहा करते थे कि यू नो डायरेक्ट पॉलिटिक्स में आओ ये टाइम की बर्बादी है आई आई विद देम बट टॉकिंग अबाउट सफदर एक तो ही वाज अ वेरी लाइवली पर्सन ही वाज फुल ऑफ लाइफ मतलब घर में हमारे माहौल होता था बहुत महफिलें लगती थी और गपबाजी होती थी my father was also a very good storyteller and used to sing always faz and sahil especially to safdar hamare ghar ka bilkul ek entertainer hota tha he would do all kinds of acts wo ek puri acting karta tha bahut hi mazaak ki baat hai chuha khane ki and you know he would uh, show it to us as if the 
mouse was actually moving inside his stomach and he was able to control his body like that and show the movement aur bahut sari he was lekin safdar ki mujhe lagta hai jo sabse badi baat thi ki he was not uska vision bahut bada tha bahut bada vision tha wo aisa nahi tha ki bahut hi aajkal ek kafi jise kehte hain ki sankeen soch jo hoti hai wo nahi thi so while he was uh, a part of the left movement and a political party lekin uski dostiyan aur yaariyan jo hain wo they were across board uh, both in terms of class caste gender and also in terms of political orientation usne kabhi kisi ko apna dushman nahi banaya he was always you know ready to uh, talk to other people मैंने सफदर के साथ काम नहीं किया एक्सेप्ट व्हेन ही वाज डूइंग मोटे राम का सत्याग्रह उस वक्त और एक बार बंगाल रिलीफ के लिए एक बहुत बड़ा प्रोग्राम हुआ था व्हेन ही हैड आस्ट मी टू हेल्प हिम और मोटे राम का सत्याग्रह में ही हैड आस्ट मी टू हेल्प हिम रेज रिसोर्सेस अदरवाइज बचपन के बाद हम सभी पांचों ही लोगों का ऐसी जिंदगी रहेगी दैट वी वर हम हमारी मुलाकात होती थी धरना डेमोस्ट्रेशन में <laughs> तो uh, कुछ ऐसी ही जिंदगी कटी बट हिज लॉस ऑफकोर्स अफेक्टेड ऑल ऑफ अस एंड ऑल्सो द फैक्ट दैट यू नो ही वॉज जस्ट स्टेपिंग टू द मोस्ट क्रिएटिव पार्ट ऑफ हिज लाइफ ही हैड जस्ट बिगन टू रीच देयर वेन ही वॉज किल्ड ही वॉज ओनली थर्टी फोर तो वो तो जाहिर है कि उसका तो मलाल हमेशा रहेगा कि ही कुड हैव प्रोड्यूस्ड अ लॉट मोर Uh, creative work than he did while you know till the age of 34 uh, so shabnam it just brings me down to this entire concept of how politically roused uh, you know youngsters were and how emotional uh, we were i you know so i remember sabdar really really well and that just that time do you think there's been a huge change in india among the youth of today do you think that they are also as uh, uh, you know politically vocal and they are as affected as we were you know when we were young about political situations around us or maybe it's become better or do you think there's a slack somewhere see i think one that it is very difficult to see whether the youth as such as an entity is the same or not because i think there are different segments in the youth the rural youth is more connected to the ground and is suffering a lot more but also the excess of the rubble rousers and the hate mongers is a lot more there i think uh, especially in small towns in the big cities like and metro cities especially the young people under 20 or even under 25 they have uh, you know they have been brought up totally in a consumerist society and <clears throat> i think their way of thinking is very very different from uh, what it used to be the young people who are sensitive they are i feel much ahead of us because our generation still carried a lot of baggage uh, this young generation uh, doesn't carry that baggage of what their parents or grandparents uh, were carrying so they are a lot more open about caste and class and all i mean they they are above those uh, discriminations 
and as a result i see a lot of young people having very strong arguments and fights within their own homes a lot of young people come to us to the organization to do internship or even otherwise we also get a lot of young people who have mental health issues because anhat also works on that but uh, people who are engaged are deeply engaged but that's the number is not huge i feel uh, although it's very difficult to say uh, nowadays because the picture is so unclear on one hand you have uh, you know the kind of oppression that uh, everyone is witnessing but on the other hand you also have young people participate in in the whole kisan movement in the student movement across universities so i think it's a very mixed bag what we have right now shabnam you'll be the perfect person to discuss and tell us your experience working in areas like gujarat kashmir bihar and mewat what are the kind of challenges are they different from one another or are they actually similar different in many ways and also similar in many ways because kaam to aap kahin bhi kare mushkil hota hai gujarat uh was uh, and continues to be very difficult because gujarat was treated as the laboratory of the hindu rashtra and all forms of spreading hatred and dividing and polarizing people has been uh, experimented in gujarat including uh, you know what we are witnessing now what we are witnessing the adani uh, episode uh, we had uh, we have witnessed all this in gujarat how uh, the lands of the tribals of the poor people were snatched away and given to adani uh, on you know just throw away prices so we have seen how rules were flouted there uh, openly and how even the people sitting at district magistrates level would say you know we don't care about what the supreme court says so we saw the dismantling of uh institutions in gujarat uh very very strongly and that is now happening across india so it was very visible that if mr modi becomes the prime minister that this is what will happen to india which is being seen so working in gujarat has never been uh, easy in fact we have been physically attacked in gujarat many times when we have been uh, beaten up or our vehicles have been broken up that has happened a number of times in modi's constituency we were doing a campaign on 2nd october for gandhi when we were physically attacked in modi's own constituency maninagar at that time he used to fight from maninagar kashmir has its own challenges we we actually responded to the earthquake in kashmir in 2005 and we went to do relief work in a place called tangdhar where uh, the terrain is very difficult you have to cross the 10000 feet uh, feet sadna peak to reach there and that time all the roads and everything were broken so our engagement in kashmir was and has been not so much around the human rights but more humanitarian work which we did which started working uh, after the relief we uh, Uh, it was difficult because of many other reasons and at that time the working uh, timings used to be uh, very very small because by the evening everything would shut down uh, now kashmir remains open uh, much longer but uh, what we have also witnessed uh, in kashmir is 
the kind of uh, closing in which has happened in Kashmir, especially for women, because I remember Kashmiri women uh, were much ahead of time and in, as compared to Muslim women in rest of the rest of India, they were a lot more progressive. Now uh, we are we run a small center now in a place called Khumriyala village. And every single girl who is coming to the center is in a burqa, which was never the case in Kashmir. So conservatism is increasing there uh, for whatever reasons. It's a conflict zone and ordinary Kashmiris have been sandwiched between the forces and the militants and they have faced a lot of issues and Kashmir continues to face those issues. Uh, Mewat again was uh, actually not very difficult because it was we had gone there on their invitation but it is uh, the Mewatis, Mewati community is one of the most uh, conservative Muslim community. And because of the fact that a religious organization has worked there for years, Tablighi uh, Jamaat, which is, which doesn't spread hatred, by the way, but it talks of, in their terms, the real Islam. And their real Islam is when women remain uh, within the four walls. So uh, working in villages, taking out women to get them to the centers what was not easy. Uh, while we had... Uh, different uh, Muslim clerics uh, coming on the roads and trying to stop the girls from coming to our center. We also had a lot of supporters there. All our work actually collapsed, whether in Mewat or Kashmir or Gujarat, because we have now no resources. We lost our uh, FCRA as soon as the new regiment came into being. And we have been uh, now uh, surviving on personal donations for over eight years and because of that the work has really got confined how wronged do you feel Shabnam so many years of work and then having to face so many roadblocks well I don't think I feel wrong personally because uh, you see when you are doing this kind of work it is very clear that the forces who do not believe in democracy or in love and harmony uh, they would be attacking you all the time and uh, we have faced the eye of uh, the right wing of the fascist forces uh, from uh, from our very existence. I mean, I'm talking of Anhad from the day we started Anhad 20 years ago. Uh, so I don't feel wrong myself, but I definitely uh, am very worried about what is happening in the country and whether uh, the opposition, secular political parties, whether the ordinary people of this country, whether the civil society would be able to uh, have enough resistance to stop fascism from taking over the country fully. We are right now living in a semi-fascist state. I don't have any uh, two questions about that because if you look at the 14 characteristics of fascism, I think we have crossed the 60-70% mark on most of them. But yet the resistance is there. And because of our diversity, resistance is also very vibrant and diverse. And I sincerely feel that, uh, uh, you know, the India and Indian people should be able to defeat these forces. Nevertheless, it worries me and worries me for 
the future generations because uh, you know i'm 65 uh, i have lived a large part of my life uh, in in an india which my father dreamt of my father was a freedom fighter he spent four years in jail fighting against the british but uh, the new generation is seeing an india which is uh, very different and we won't like to leave uh, a right wing india or a india which hates uh, others for the next generations so it only gives me more uh, courage to keep on fighting i was telling a friend recently that a lot of people troll me on twitter and one of them said budhiya tu mar kyu nahi jaati so i wrote back i said abhi koi irada nahi hai marne ka uh, i have to see hate defeated only then i would be able to die in peace so i think jab tak nafrat hai tab tak hamare jaise aur sabhi logon ko pyar mohabbat ki baat karte rehna chahiye khas taur se naujawanon ke liye जिनको अब अपनी मर्जी से मोहब्बत करने का भी हक जो है वो नहीं है उनके पास जिस तरह के अटैक्स आ रहे हैं सो आई फील प्रिटी बैड फॉर यंग पीपल एंड इनफैक्ट अनहर इज अ स्पेस वेयर लॉट ऑफ यंग पीपल कम इफ दे हैव टू गेट मैरिड टू इच अदर इफ दे हैव टू रन एंड मैरी एंड वी डू हेल्प देम एंड वी डू यू नो प्रोवाइड देम सपोर्ट वॉट एवर पॉसिबल विद इन आर लिमिटेड मीन्स नाउ I have to ask you, Shabna, on the issues of gender justice and how you know you work to bring attention to these important issues. You know, being a podcaster and an author and a writer, I have myself dedicated my work towards um, women empowerment, the subjugated woman of India, because I think that's a space I understand personally very well. So, what are the things that you have taken up? You know, for our listeners, it would be wonderful to hear your viewpoint. You see, one is that when we are teaching women. Uh, when we are doing these working in bastis or in villages in kashmir in mewat in delhi in bihar it is not only teaching them to write and read or to appear for 10th and 12th we teach them gender equality and we make them self reliant we try our best to make them self reliant economically also we used to i should say because right now all that work has collapsed and Uh, when uh, for example let me tell you about nizamuddin that nizamuddin i already told you about farita and all the other girls had similar backgrounds and uh, this is 1982 to 1989 that i was working there and when shabalo happened because we were talking to them about all the issues about what was happening in the world what was happening in the country and we used to read newspapers each day so by then from 82 to 86 the girls had become politically very aware and they said we are going to join you in the protest uh, in support of shahban and a bus full of girls came from nizamuddin basti and we were outside the parliament protesting but after that of course there was a major attack again we were me and my uh, i mean at that time we had not married my uh, husband now we were both attacked physically in the basti uh, because uh, they said that how dare you take muslim girls from from the basti to to a protest in support of shahbano because all the clerics were and all the religious groups were against shahbano they were they had pressurized the government to overturn the supreme court judgment so when we are working with women on the ground we are teaching them their equal rights that is one thing second 
we have done conventions across uh, many states and also we had done what what we had called reservation express fighting for the uh, 33% reservation in 2010 three women carvans traveled across india and anand had initiated that and we were able to get over 600 groups on board women groups from across india then uh, we have been organizing women marches uh, across india coordinating in delhi we organized across india we uh, so around the gender issue anand has done huge amount of work from working directly on the ground to also regularly fighting domestic violence cases which come to us uh, regularly to fighting cases for autonomy of women where a girl is being pressurized to marry there are many girls who have run away and <laughs> landed up at anand and we have fought their cases against their families for young couples where and also for uh, same sex couples who mainly uh, women have come to us we haven't had any gay couple coming to us but other we have dealt with two three cases so we are constantly dealing with the Uh, gender at various levels not one level so shabnam before i end this episode i would uh, request you to say something to the listeners who mainly are a lot of youngsters you know for podcasts in india what would you like to share with them from your entire experience of having done such a diverse area of work and having had uh, the joy and you know of uh, watching so many people's lives being changed with your uh, work and the organization that you put together please share some words with uh, our listeners well i think in today's india the most important thing is to raise your voice and raise it fearlessly not to cave in to the kind of threats which are coming and also to be prepared to face the consequences because we must realize that if we did not have a bhagat singh if we did not have gandhi if we did not have nehru and lakhs of other freedom fighters we wouldn't have got uh, freedom we our legacy is bhagat singh's legacy our legacy is not savarkar's legacy who apologized to the british to came out so we must remember that and uh, realize that as we feel intimidated by the presence of the hate bongers all around us they also feel intimidated when we raise our voices and it is very important to uh, safeguard the constitution the uh, preamble of the constitution because if the constitution is safeguarded only then as young people you can live your own life whether it's a question of what you wear where you go Uh, and since mahua is sitting in bangalore the kind of attacks which came on on a new year's eve in a pub i still remember that after that that i will go out campaign had started so raise your voices and fight for your rights this is as much as your country as it is anyone else's you have a right to love you have a right to fall in love with the person whom you want irrespective of caste color and religion and uh, if we can be of any help i'm always available and thank you very much for listening to me thank you shabnam to you our dearest listeners you can find us on your favorite streaming services spotify amazon music apple podcast and of course on all other major streaming services with loads of love we are the mohua show where we talk 
ईमानदारी से